Welcome to the Nerdaplexi Comic Movie Review Show. In this series, we are going to break down and analyze every comic movie released between 1989's Batman all the way to 2008's Iron Man. We are going to track the trends, hype the hits, and dunk on the duds, all in search of the perfect convergence of comics and cinema. Joining me on this epic journey is my longtime friend and frequent co-conspirator, Sam. I wasn't talking to my jammy. And helping us break down all the bits and quips in this one, we've also got Dave. Slap me around and call me Susan. So sit back, relax, and load a cart into your your best friend J5 as we <laughs> dive into Blank Man. And remember, it's not Nerdaplexy. It's Nerd Edge Plexi. <laughs> George Costanza did yell edge a lot, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason Alexander really he went going for, it. for it. What was his name? His, <laughs> na- his character's name was like Tony Stone. Larry Flint. Yeah. Pretty on the nose. It was just Mr. Stone. Also, the porn parody of this movie is Orgasmo. He'd call it Wank Man. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, Blank Man is fucking nothing. I was dying the whole movie to see why he is called blank man because i've never seen this movie what uh, oh this was a fresh watch yeah i've never i've never seen this never heard it he's gone blank I... ma'am <laughs> well thanks blank okay, man okay so that's the thing but he like <laughs> whispers that moment it's like an aside he goes like he's gone blank man oh blank man like david allen greer is embarrassed to say that fucking line he probably is this movie was actually written for Howard Stern, Fartman. Yes, Fartman. They changed a couple of scenes. They never could figure out why it's Blank Man. Is there a world in where they pitched this movie to Damon Wayans as Black Man and he was like, what? No. <laughs> I feel like there is that world. He did say that he was thinking of Brother Man. That's true. This is in Living Color time, so he had the way to change that. So if they said Black Man and he said nah. No, I guarantee that's not what happened. And I'll tell you why. Because Damon Wayans would not say no to anything in this era. <laughs> in 1994, absolutely not. <laughs> Damon Wayans, fresh out of during in Living Color, this I is think. During. I think he went back to in Living Color right after this. And he has a superhero character who's handicapped called Handyman in, in Living Color. If he didn't turn that down, that's a good point. If he didn't say no to that, he's not saying no to anything. I was talking to Megan before I started watching this movie, and I was kind of dreading it because I was worried because I thought that this movie was about a person with a disability who was a superhero, thinking this was a handyman movie. Mm, right. I was conflating because I watched Living Color as a kid. And I just remember, even as a kid, going like, "Oh boy, that ain't that. You should, Mm-mm. you should, you Mm-mm. should. That, this is not it. That ain't it." And I was very pleased to find out that Daryl Walker is just like a weirdo. In the professional opinion of a psychiatrist, the only problem I see is that he's, you know, a geek. Yes, he's just a geek. He's just a geek. All right. Well, before we get too far, let's introduce this thing. Blank Man was released August nineteenth. 1994, directed by Mike Binder, who played that psychiatrist, starring Damon Wayans, David Allen Greer, his In Living Color co-star, Robin Givens, and is, this can't be right, I have a note here that this is the, 
film debut of Greg Kinnear, but I do... It is the film debut of Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear is the talk show host whenever they're talking to those other new branches mm-hmm. of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. He's the one who talks to the, the little person there we go. and tells him to be easy with the chair. Yes. Midget man, what inspired you to become a superhero? Well, I think Blank Man was an important influence to all of us. But it's a big world, and we all have to do our part. And gay man, you work primarily out of the San Francisco area. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I couldn't figure out. I have a note here because there's a moment where Blank Man is talking about what Blank Man means. And he says, that's what Blank Man means. And I wrote down, what the fuck does Blank Man mean? But then that interview happened, and Blank Man had inspired all of those other mans. And it was, I literally wrote underscore man, and I went, Oh, right. blank man. Everybody sees what they want to see, whatever man. Yeah, fill in the blank man, which is actually probably what the porn parody would be called. <laughs> <laughs> what is that stank man? Oh, no. <laughs> so anyway, this was a fresh watch for me. I'd never seen it. I got to say, this is not exactly the movie I anticipated. So it starts out with two young Batman fans struggling to get the reception working on their TV and they accidentally end up flooding their apartment, which angers their grandmother, who out of nowhere, Lynn Thigpen coming in, swooping in, the chief, making my whole day. I'm the chief, but you can call me, well, the chief. We're in the business of tracking down thieves and we're ultimately after one. Carmen San Diego. Every creep we've ever collared has been working for her. She, yeah. she does some Batman-style whoop-ass on them. The young Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer were, like, spot on, and I had to look that up, and those are both Damon Wayans' kids. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, and I thought it was interesting, because, the, the, I mean, it's kind of what they show the whole time, and, and what, they, what they kind of key in on is, like, Batman has everything. You have nothing. And it just mm-hmm. shows, like, the, the ingenuity that can come out of incredible poverty. I've seen this movie a few times, but this is the first time I've watched it since I've seen Meteor Man. Aha! And I've watched this movie differently this time, and I I kind of felt like they took a few beats. I wrote that myself about the talk show. As soon as Meteor Man shows up, you see this other guy claiming to be Meteor Man on a talk show, Mm -hmm. and they all have that same, like, aside, that Ghostbusters talk show portion of the show. You're watching the TV on a TV. But what is interesting... I can't take full credit. It was on the IMDb page in the trivia section where Meteor Man is a Superman and Blank Man is Batman. Frank Gorshin, was, who played the Riddler from Batman, was in Meteor Man. He would have probably yeah. been better suited over here. But <laughs> great villain in this one, John Polito. Oh, yes, John Polito. Who was in Rocketeer. The um, runway owner from Rocketeer. Well, Blank Man and Batman have a lot of similarities. They've got the bulletproof costume. They've got a bunch of gadgets. And they're watching Batman, the show that mm-hmm. they're trying to see. And then we get a very nice animated intro for Blank Man in that 1966 style. And we get another superhero-centric movie tie-in song. What did I say? Stay out of my kitchen. Great stuff. Here's someone new on the block. No bad, a spider could compare to this top-notch hero. He's everyday people, defending all good, 
destroying all evil, putting in work on the bad guys and doing pretty good. So it's wise to recognize. Recognize what? That is number one. It takes second to none. And uh, if you don't know, here he comes. Against type, I liked this one. I thought this was a good song. The beat was nice. I usually don't like them when they're made specifically for the movie, but I really like this one. I specifically like when they're made for the movie. I know you. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll listen to the Big Trouble Little China song. <laughs> Big Trouble Little China. Any day of the week. I turned a leaf. I usually get like instantly annoyed. We're winning you over slowly. This movie won me over as well because it is, it's just, it's got its heart on its sleeve. This is like a very sensitive movie and it makes sense that Damon Wayans is is one of the uh, credited screenwriters because you can tell that this it's like a passion project. Like Meteor Man, everyone is bought in at 100%. There's and, a lot of heart mm-hmm. going on here. What I love about this mm-hmm. is that Damon Wayans is a nerd and when he's dressed up as Blank Man, He's still a fucking nerd. <laughs> he didn't change who he was at all, and I loved it. I loved that so much. Like, why are you all of a sudden smooth because you put a mask on? No, no, Damon Wayans came out. A little bit nerd. later, he gets to be more of a tough talker. Yeah, but he's also really. he's also always kind of terrible at walking the walk. He talks to talk, but he does get beat several times. I hope I have time for this, and I'll cut this if I don't have time for this, but... To find all the times he squeals. <laughs> Someone should help that lady. Oh my god! Because it's so funny. He squeals so many times, but every time I'm like him getting what? <sighs> when he gets slapped and then called Susan, it's the best. I warned you, Susan. That's a good one too. Yeah, him getting every time he gets slapped, he does one of these little screams. Ah, and. It's great. <laughs> and it just it took me back to whenever it was Friday or Saturday night, whenever in Living Color was on, sitting in my basement watching Damon Waynes and Jim Carrey do these like bits and stuff like that. And, and David Allen Greer. It took me right back to 1994. Okay. We're in the modern times now. The boys are still living with grandma. Grandma is still roasting the hell out of Kevin. She gives way better than she gets. She roasts everybody. This granny is relentless, serving everybody up, but we'll get to that. Daryl's still doing wacky inventions. He's got a teeth brush machine. It's very uh, Pee Wee Herman. There's a lot of Pee Wee Herman vibes, by the way. Very Pee Wee. I really like the uh, mm-hmm. the flying fly catcher that he's trying to get to work. Oh, my goodness. It's got the spray. Yeah, it's... A, it's... <laughs> The only purpose for that thing was so that it would knock over some chemicals so he could figure out how to make bulletproof. Well, yeah, it was a MacGuffin, but it... it T-shirts. Or just one T-shirt. Cloth, yeah. The the fact that this dude had a bathtub full of fat and did not dip. (laughs) He did not dip his own brother's stuff in the bulletproof thing. He made a costume, but did not make it bulletproof. Chose. There was so much juice. It seemed like a ton of it. He was very blasé about his brother getting shot in the shoulder after he didn't tell him that it wasn't bulletproof. Ow! <laughs> he was like very calmly trying to stop it. Like, Please. Okay, well, get shot. But maybe it's because of kind of years of abuse because Kevin is very rude to Daryl about his invention. Daryl makes Kevin a, a little belt buckle so they can communicate. And he could have just said, okay, 
hey, you know what, bro? Thank you so much. I'm going to certainly wear this and take it off as soon as you walked out. But he made a big stink, hurt his brother's feelings. His grandma had to kick his ass a little bit. But then give him credit because he did actually wear it. He did do the thing. He did do the thing. He didn't say he'd do it and then left it. And the grandma was like, you got to play with your brother. <laughs> really? They're, they're in their 30s. So Kevin, David Allen Greer's character, works at a... At, at, I, okay, I don't understand this. So he works like in the same building as the news station. Is it a subsidiary of the news? I feel like he works for whatever TMZ turned into. It's called Hard Edition. Yeah, so he works for a tabloid that's like in the basement of the news building. Now, it's possible that the news is leasing the building same as they are, and they're only leasing the basement. Yeah, they could be all related. It seems that they shoot an actual TV show in there. They ha- There's cameras in kind of like a little set. It's like a naughtier entertainment tonight, basically. It's like a scandal mm-hmm. kind of thing. But that's where Kevin works. And I just got to say, Kevin's character... Is he wearing fucking pajamas to work? Because there's multiple times where my man is wearing a straight up pajama shirt. Did that hit anybody else or is that just me? It was just the style at the time. Those shirts looked like pajamas. He was wearing regular pants because he had the belt buckles well, and everything. Because he, he walks like the girl out of the apartment. He sneaks the girl out of his apartment trying to keep her out of view of his grandma. And I thought that he was just wearing pajamas and then he just left. But then they show me he's wearing like jeans and a belt and also this top. Hey, man, David Allen Gray pulls it off. I mean, it works. D.A.G.? That's not the only thing he's pulling, apparently, which big prop. <laughs> but the head of Heart Edition is Jason Alexander and perhaps his finest role playing Mr. Stone, a kind of Larry Flint send up. You know what it really reminded me of was a character that could have existed in Transmetropolitan. Hard Edition would definitely have a home in Transmetropolitan. He has a kind of a dartboard of things. And actually, interestingly enough, he sticks what the vice president and an alien have S&M sex. Correct. Which would easily <laughs> happen in Transmetropolitan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that basically did happen. So I thought that was a great tie into, you know, if you're keeping up with those mini episodes. I put, why does Mr. Stone sound like Costanza? And then I was like, oh, yes, it totally is. That bald cap was intense. Was it a bald cap? Bald cap? I think it was because he has, you don't think he shaved his head for it? You do know about Jason Alexander, right? Not in 1994, he had hair. Not so much that he wouldn't shave his head. When did Seinfeld come out? Smooth. When did Seinfeld come out? Probably out then. 96, maybe? This is good stuff. Oh, oh. 1989? 89? Yeah, and it went until like 99, didn't it? That can't be right. <laughs> It did go a long time. This is unheard of. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. This is as old as... The, uh, Seinfeld is as old as my fucking brother? I don't believe that. Yikeroonies. I'm old. A little bit. Daryl also has a job, quote unquote. He works at a repair shop and just breaks people's things for them. Oh, he doesn't break them. He makes them better. He, he makes them different. He takes broken <laughs> things and he invents things with them. And yeah. It's a toaster plus. Did you guys catch that he was working for the Micro Machines man? Yeah, that dude who talks really fast. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. That is he. That is. That was his time to shine. He's got a real fun name. John Mushida Jr. Yeah. Pretty good. That's a good name. 
This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machines. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible Micro Machine pocket playsets. There's a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. And there are many miniature playsets to play with, and each one comes with its own special edition Micro Machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features that miraculously move. Raise the boat lift at the airport marina, man the gun turret at the army base, clean your car at the car wash, raise the toll bridge. And these playsets fit together to form a Micro Machine world. Micro Machine pocket playsets, so tremendously tiny, so perfectly precise, so dazzlingly detailed, you'll want to pocket them all. Micro Machines are Micro Machine pocket playsets sold separately from Galoob. The smaller they are, the better they are. Fast talking dude. Damn, Damon Wayans Jr. looks just like Damon Wayans, huh? Identical. It's extremely wild. But Damon Wayans Jr. was actually playing David Allen Greer as a child. Anyway, oh, it doesn't really fun. much matter. Um, I like that. Thing. So at this point, John Polito returns. Ah, yes. He's Minnelli, presumably the head of an organized crime ring, mm-hmm. trying to buy an up-and-coming politician, mayor hopeful. And... Daryl and Kevin's grandma truly believes in this Harris guy and that he can make a difference. She's working the campaign and John Polito comes in and tries to basically buy Harris off because he's doing so well. And she says that John Polito's got a tiny wiener and John Polito will not forget. (laughs) She does say that. She roasts everybody. And he did not. But pretty bold to go in there like in the daylight. But then he does bring up how he has style, that Manelli. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. And we'll see that a little bit later as well. And also a little bit later reminded me of this as well. But, okay, there's a couple of different things that kind of tie this together. I know that you guys haven't had an opportunity yet because we're recording this basically all hot off the heels of. But the Batman just came out. And the Batman is kind of based on... Year one, long Halloween, Court of Owls kind of stuff. So there's lots of political intrigue, mob-backed political finances. So Blank Man is quite closely related to the Batman. And I can't wait for you guys to see that because they're like parallel movies. And it is strange that this is lined up this way. Because that movie is all about Thomas Wayne being a mayoral candidate. And then other murdered mayoral candidates. It's, I don't know. The stars all aligned. This movie's about <laughs> Batman 1966 called Blank Man. I wonder if Damon Wayans gets royalties from the Batman. I've got to say it's, it, it was an influence. Anyway, so Kevin's trying to charm the pants off of the hot reporter, Kimberly Johns. He's given her his number and stuff. And it's at this point that he gets a call from his brother on his walkie-talkie belt. And my (laughs) goodness, top-shelf masturbation joke, guys. My favorite scene in the movie. Gotta say, this is the best I've seen maybe ever. So Daryl wants to tell Kevin that he's figured out this bulletproof juice. (laughs) Um, So, But he's, he's he's talking to him through like an earpiece and... Daryl can't hear him, so he has to talk closer to his belt buckle. He leans over. He's talking to his belt buckle. Yes. And that's whenever Kimberly Johns walks in as he's saying, like, I would love to play with you, but now is not the time. I got work to do. So maybe when I finish my work, uh, we'll go in the bathroom and I'll play with you then, you know, make sure everything's working and, and, and we can check you out. And- I don't know why he didn't just take his belt off, and but whatever. The fact is, top shelf joke. Loved every second of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Kimberly Johns walks in and that's when she says like no thanks buddy yeah never mind and he's like i wasn't he has to reassure her that he wasn't talking to his wiener and he says i wasn't talking to my jammy 
<laughs> All right. So we're in the dark part of the film here. <laughs> we're, we're, almost, we're at our lowest. Kevin talks to his jammy and help me work through this, this next sequence of events, guys, because I don't really understand it. They're at the campaign mm-hmm. office. They're counting. It's a grassroots campaign. The Johnsons send $5. They don't have $5. That's so nice. And then a bunch of balaclava gentlemen bust in with guns and steal the campaign donations. And they say, this is like fucking checks. And then they was like, well, we're taking them anyhow. And then they run out. Then an unmasked man who was there earlier that day comes in and says, this is for Michael the suit Manelli, and he fucking he, then he shoots them. Are they unrelated? Was that part of it? They have to be unrelated. It's the only thing that makes sense because. But does it make sense? If you could just kill them and then take the money, if you were going to kill them anyway, why even do the balaclavas? Or why wouldn't the balaclava guys shoot them? Because I get that you hire a bunch of junkies and say, right. "Go rob yeah. this place; they'll have a bunch of money." Just shoot everybody. And then, okay, the mob justice is served. Maybe it would have cost too much for them to do the wet work. You know, it was enough to get them to steal. But but if you're going to do it anyway, then why do you have to hire anybody? The mob guy was there already. That's a really unlucky mayoral candidate that two terrible things happened that weren't related. Back to back, yeah. They, like, lined (laughs) up one after the other? Let's be honest. It's the only plot hole in this whole thing. You? Me? Same? They saw each other outside the door like, oh, hey. Hey, what are you guys here to do? Oh, we're going to rob them. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to kill them. So you can rob them, and then I'll kill them. What? Okay. Let us know what this is. Hit us up at Pod on Twitter. Damon. And help us solve this mystery. Sam's calling you out. You're going into the ring. Damon, please. My bald head's better than yours. <laughs> please. Stop shooting another high-class, <laughs> long-running, 10-year sitcom, and give us a call. He's he's always working. He's got like six of those in the fucking bank. You know that, right? His residuals must be outrageous. He's only worth 35 mil. That's nuts. I'm going to blow your mind. Keenan Ivory Wayans has 65 million. He has 30 more million. Sean Wayans is worth 30. Marlon only 15. Poor Marlon. Damon Wayans Jr.'s got five. That's pretty good for Marlon. Oh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. killing it. Real talk. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good for Marlon. He's got that Netflix movie. He's doing the Eddie Murphy thing. He's playing every member of a family or something. Quintuplets or something. This is good. Uh, where were we? Grandma just got executed. Killed by um, a man because she did call that. He said he had tiny wiener. Uh, Manelli's wiener small. He was like, he was like, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy this man. And she said, Well, I bet you got a tiny wiener. And he was like, Nah, I'm gonna kill you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> That's what it was in the script. So there's a very sad, very sad scene, funeral, etc. J5, the robot, is fucking wrecked. Everything about J5 is great. This is the catalyzing event for Daryl to want to become a superhero. They're on the train or subway or what have you. Uh-huh. Is this Chicago? Yeah, they're on a train and a woman's getting mugged and Daryl... Is it the L or something? Like, luckily is able to stop him from doing it. He, like, pushed him and then squealed. Just... Timing wise, he like trips out the door and the train keeps rolling. He's totally screwed because he's ah, I'm gonna die. Look at me, stab. Very good, very good. Yeah, good squeal there. 
Then there's a great line from the old lady who he saves, and he's like, thank you. she's like, thank you, young man. Rest of you ain't shit. <laughs> yes, old ladies are ruthless in this one. Yeah, so this is where he tells Kevin, I want to go fight crime, and Kevin says, you're no Batman, and he said, maybe I ought to be, and I thought this was a really funny scene, because when he says, maybe I ought to be, he like looks off in the distance, and then as if like you know this is where the scene ends but really (laughs) kevin's like what are you doing get over here (laughs) bring your goofy ass on that's what he says (laughs) oh that's great is this our like fifth sewing montage coming up there's a lot of sewing montages meteor man's got a sewing montage demolition man no sewing montage but he does knit i'm counting it so three still Not that's a bad. lot. That's, that's, that's not a too lot bad. of sewing montages. I'm sure there's more, actually, if I think about it. Three man movies, and they all have sewing involved. So Daryl invents a secret formula that makes his clothes fireproof and bulletproof. He also creates electric noonchucks. <laughs> electric noonchucks. Noonchucks. <laughs> all this is going on, and Kevin's struggling to pay the bills. You know, Grandma's dead. It's not going well, but Daryl... He's convinced that he's going to make a difference with his crime fighting. So he goes out and tries to stop a pimp from beating up a lady. And this is where all the slap, uh, a yeah. bunch of slaps and the call me Susan <laughs> uh, does occur. The bulletproof works, but he can still catch an ass weapon. And Daryl, as a character, never really kind of bests anybody in actual fisticuffs. Some of his gadgets work well eventually, but like he consistently gets his ass beat, which I thought was really fun. A good part of this movie. The best part of the scene, and I think about it all the time whenever I'm watching any of these types of movies, is that dude is dude's like shoots him in his shirt. It's bulletproof. He falls down. He gets back up, and the other guy immediately is like, "Why don't you shoot him in the head? Yeah, shoot him in the head." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'll shoot him in the head. <laughs> and like, it's so obvious. Like, yeah, he didn't make his skin bulletproof. Eventually, Kevin kicks his way to the rescue because in a offhanded line, he does take karate class and he's got a Bruce Lee poster. So he knows Kung Fu, obviously. Another clip has got to be here whenever Daryl sees Kevin and he goes, Kevin! <laughs> also like Demolition Man, they had to slow down the fight scene so you could see them all. <laughs> yeah. David Wayne's was getting slapped so fast they had to that's blur it. <laughs> oh yeah. David Allen Greer's got a real good stunt guy later. After all this, whereas Kevin would like Daryl to be discouraged, he's all the more encouraged and he goes to a, a police station to speak with the commissioner. <laughs> Tell him who you come to see. <laughs> I wanna speak to the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him why. Tell him why. Duh. I'm a crime fighter. They love it. They get a big kick out of this. They they keep calling more people into the room. What about your name? Tell him your name. Okay. I don't have one yet, but I'm leaning towards Brother Man. They call the commissioner. He's going to love this. And eventually they lock him up. Yeah. And this is the only reason why I wanted to make sure we said that because on his way out, he's trying to. He, he like must have given a pep talk inside his holding cell, and he says, uh, "He says a life of crime is a waste of." And the guy <laughs> screamed like the some of hilarious obscenities. But one dude, and I'm hoping you can hear it in the clip, says, "Suck my shit." <laughs> you will definitely be able to hear it in the clip because I wrote it down. Also, I think I got through to some of them. Well, 
Even after all of this, Daryl is not deterred. He has to see a psychiatrist. That is the term of his release from jail. But he bluffs his way through it and in the process makes Kevin out to be a crazed person. And the psychiatrist here is the director, uh, Mike Bender. And that scene was actually really good. There's some good gags in that scene. He is a superhero. See, because last night when we were fighting crime, he gets shot. Pow! Bullets bounce right off him. See, because he invented this uh, jacket. Make the bullets bounce right off, right? I can't get any sleep lately because of him, right? Plus, there's this female at my workplace. She thinks I'm not right because she caught me in the Xerox room talking to my nuts. You were talking to your testicles? No, 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 no. I was talking to Daryl, my little brother, but it was through my belt buckle. You were talking to your brother Daryl's testicles? Uh, no, 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 no. Tell me about your mother, Kevin. Yo, man, you say one more thing about my mama, I will jump, snap, mule, kick you right in the side of your head. There's a lot of anger here. The Rorschach test? Yeah, that was pretty fun. There's a couple of good gags in this movie, and there's one genuine laugh, and I'll let you know when we get to it. Blankman is not deterred. He's going to go out and venture again, and he gets a call about a person in danger. And it's a woman trapped in an elevator, and he uses the speculum of life, he calls it. <laughs> the speculum of life is so good. Dead. I even wrote the speculum of life. Had me weak. I'm going to make this cuttable. But always a funny story I think of whenever I hear the word speculum. I used to work in a medical supply warehouse. And, uh, you know, we have like huge boxes, like single-use vaginal speculums. And uh, a guy I worked with, like an older guy, he tapped me on the shoulder and... uh he was like, you know, those are worth a lot. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and I got a million dollar idea. And I was like, okay. He gets real close to me and he's like, double use vaginal speculums. Every time I th- think about it, I laugh. Don't and that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> Pretty good bit. Not bad. <laughs> Well, the speculum of life works its magic. He lubes it up good and cracks open an elevator door. He fires this climbing rig and he hangs from the ceiling and swings out in the elevator shaft. And then David Allen Greer jumps down like the like the foot. Just do yeah. it your way then. Yeah. <laughs> a woman's giving birth in the elevator and kind of a theme of the movie develops where David Allen Greer does all the work and Blank Man gets all the credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what you were talking about before. Uh, he says, like, grab my hand. And she, like, reaches back and obviously grabs his uh, wiener. And she says, you have a really big finger. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> and so, like, she's going through her pregnancy pains, and so is he at the same time. <laughs> I was worried that they were going to do something blue here when she did grab his wiener, but they saved that for later. Oh, my God. You were worried prematurely. <laughs> Yeah, I certainly was. Blank man, we get a little montage. He's helping some people out. He's becoming a big boon in the city. Great newspaper stuff. We always talk newspaper stuff. There's a headline, blank man, all caps with an exclamation point, the subheading, no clue as to meaning of name. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thank you. This movie, yeah, this movie knows exactly what it is, and I think that kind of helps it, uh, helps it out. It's very good, and the world is so stable that it makes anything that happens in the movie so believable. I love it. Kevin, in trying to get close to Kimberly, arranges a meeting 
with her and Blank Man. And Blank Man steals this show. He brings the blank wheel. Makes her wear a carnation. That drives on the L tracks. Why does she Um, have to wear a carnation, though? You wouldn't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, because I that's why he, that's what he doesn't get. I always love when people are upset about the sound that's happening in the movie, in the movie. So she's like, "This is amazing," and he's like, "What? I can't hear you. It's too loud." And then he stops, and the train's getting closer. The "Let me turn the engine off" gag is pretty fucking good. Yeah, it is a great bit. So they go to the blank station, and this is where you really this is like Pee Wee Herman as a superhero. The blank station, all the machines are weird. There's like stuffed animals playing trumpets. I don't know what's going on, but it looks nice. And for whatever reason, Kimberly Johns is loving she it. She loves Blank Man's junk, and Blank Man's starting <laughs> to realize he loves Kimberly's junk as well. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I hate that and love that in equal measure. <laughs> the little smile on Sam's face after he said it. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, they give a tour. He shows her all the stuff and J5 and all of his, his weird tubes and shit. And gets Pepsi. He says that's what blank man means. That's what blank man stands for. Every man who looks out his window sees something wrong and decides to do something about it. Then they kiss. And blank man has an orgasm. Blank man nuts. And blank man nuts for a, um, like a 48 to 52 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, speaking to Pee Wee Herman, it's as long as his death in Buffy the Vampire Slayer is how long that nut scene was. I always forget about that. Well, That's a great scene. The movie. <laughs> I never watched the show, but I did watch the movie. I watched it all, but I'm, talk, I'm talking the movie in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. And he dies for like a solid two minutes. And it's, and it's, it's very funny. It's the same length as the nut. Yeah. But yeah, so he does. He, he's busting criminals and you fill in the blank, man. <laughs> busting. Uh... <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kimberly fucking loves it. Yeah, she was in. She has power over somebody who she deems to have power. That's always a good thing. I guess so. Well, Blank Man's popularity spawns other Blank Men, M-Man, and... Well, let's get it out of the way, because then there's uh, uh, there's a part later whenever Minnelli... Do- they do finally get uh, an interview with Minnelli, and they're trying to go, like, edgier. Right, edge. And the interviewer says, like... Uh, Mr. Minnelli, are you gay? And then uh, John Polito shoots him. And John Polito, openly gay actor. Oh, I didn't know that. No longer. He's passed, but he used to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You love the epitaph section. He's, he's no longer gay because he's dead. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know where that sentence was going. I didn't know he was gay. He died. <laughs> I had no idea where that sentence was going. Wow. <laughs> Uh-huh, I love this. What a show. Nerdaplexy.com. Nerd Edge Plexi. Edge! It's actually nerdaplexy.com where you can uh, subscribe and get a movie to make us say the weird shit about that. We'll tell you who else is dead. <laughs> Grandma, who dies in the movie, she's dead in real life. She was like 806. Harris, who dies in the movie, dead in dead. real life. Like half of this cast, because I was looking through the IMDb page, dead. <laughs> Jeez. David Allen Greer are still kicking it. I actually just saw him in a movie as like an old grizzled superintendent of uh, an apartment building in Clifford, the big red dog. 
So he's still getting work. I haven't seen the movie, but um, the dog gets big. Dog gets big. It, he does because of the love. And then kills several people in Central Park. Yeah. Is that the main conflict in the movie? All of the people he killed in Central Park? That's actually, I think, the falling action. Oh, oh, oh okay. And Clifford's Redemption arc is pretty big. Well, now I wasn't going to watch it, but now I'm yeah. going to look into it. There is no justice because David Allen Greer was like one of my favorite like actor comedians as a kid, and he's only worth $4 million. Just a tiny, teeny little fraction of a Wayans. He has less money than Damon Wayans Jr. Oh, well. He plays a great part. He does wear pajamas to work again, though, and the mayor brings a bunch of money to the bank and asks Blank Man to guard it, and obviously the fucking mob shows up and then robs them. It made me think that the mayor was a bad guy the first time I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a real bonehead move. He was just bumbling. He wasn't a bad guy. He kind of was, right? Because he was hiring all those Manelli people. You sort of think, I don't know. There was a scene where Manelli confronted him and he was like, you're going to do this thing for me. And he said, no way. But he also, it also seemed like he did other stuff. So I don't know. Maybe there's a deleted scene. But Manelli does use the Penguin's very slow ascender thing. Exactly what I wrote. He has his penguin entrance into the bank. Some Batman-ass stuff. And that's when he says that he has style. And that's a great... I mean, if they're doing Batman stuff, that's some Batman stuff. Because <laughs> he robs it in his PJs as well. He also shows up in his PJs. And I give him credit because mm-hmm. he, he's willing to get his hands dirty. Oh, he kills a bunch of people. He's a mob boss. He doesn't have to do nothing, but he does everything. Okay, so the scenes play out, right? So Harris is chained up to the vault door... Blank Man is there because he's being given the, a trophy, like a bowling trophy or something, of the city. And he goes into the bank to try to save Harris very meekly and immediately gets chained up himself. But even in his chained up state, he's able to foil their attempts to get the money out of the bank. Correct, yeah. He shoots his goo on the ground. <laughs> he throws a fart bomb that he... Blanket goo. That he did... Yeah, he shoots his goo on the ground. I think he may have saved that from last season. He cultivated the fart... <laughs> from uh, David Allen Greer's butt while he was sleeping, mm-hmm. he says, which is pretty good. <laughs> it smells very bad. It scares all of the, the guys out of the room, and they all slide, and the vault door shuts. So they get out of there, but there's bombs. Dennis the Menace is out of his chains. <laughs> yes, he gets out of his chains. There's only one way you can tie up Blank Man that he can't get out. He's been tied up many times. But then David Allen Greer busts in to try to help out, and he sees the bomb, <laughs> He says, he says to Blank Man, he says, This white man is dead. You can't save him. Come on, let's go. Let's get out of of here. And he's not wrong. So, I mean, Daryl does impress and he does get the bomb shut off that's attached to Harris. But then there's a big old bag full of bombs they didn't happen to see. (laughs) The first of several bag of bombs you will see. As you do. And they were ticking, which is weird because the other one was mm-hmm. beeping. But hey, you know, whatever. It's bomb logic. And the the mayor does still blow up, but Blank Man takes the blame. In a very Batman way. Exactly like Batman. And literally right then, at the first setback, hangs up the blanking. He's not shooting blanks anymore. He's no longer blanking. Hard Edition doesn't mind, though, and offers up Kimberly Johns to the mob to get to Blank Man. Daryl and Kevin do team up to save Kimberly and take down Manelli because uh, this is where they learn that Manelli did kill their grandmother. So it, it's at the TV station, the final showdown. They've got 
Mr. Stone and Kimberly Johns. We get to do some fun Batman blams here, which I really enjoyed. But ultimately, they get them into a watertight lotto machine. Is that a thing? The 90s were weird, man. (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Because I would bet they didn't just come up with it, right? They had to have had seen something that would make them think. I think it's just a way to kill kill people slowly. (laughs) Right. Water's a good gag because then you can be in peril, but also you can still survive if some help arrives. And help does. Yes, help arrives in the form of J5. My dude. Oh, yeah, he makes a point to say that J5 should be here gingerly. Why would you even say that? My favorite part of the movie, uh, this is the only laugh. When J5 gingerly approached the stairs and threw his ass (laughs) down them. (laughs) J5 falling down the steps is like (laughs) the best, yes. He does it so many times and because he, he gets to the next <laughs> landing and then does it again. And each time it cracks me the fuck up. It's good. It's very funny. Then he comes out with a drill and he's saving them from the water thing. And of course, a great pissing gag because he drills holes directly where their wieners would be. Right by their wieners. Yeah. And they're just standing and it just looks like they're peeing. So that's very good. It's a good gag. Ain't nothing wrong with that. A little uh, humor to lighten the mood. For the bombs. <laughs> he puts in a new Sega cartridge for that. <laughs> yeah, he, he puts him into bomb mode with the Sega cart. And then J5 finds the bomb and disposes of them by stuffing them inside and takes the brunt of the blast, but unfortunately is destroyed in the process. I call that uh, Machina X Machina. Ooh. I'm actually very surprised that the tag at the end didn't have like him putting J5 back together. I know. I wanted yeah, like, to see well, J6. Right. Seems so obvious. Is it J5 like Jackson 5? Or Johnny 5 from Short Circuit. I like that better. You should have seen J6. I'm mad about that. The boys do get the drop of Manelli and his pool noodle factory, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to make there. <laughs> I think that's where they get the bats for the Batsu games. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, This is where Kevin gets shot because his suit is not bulletproof because Daryl's an asshole. But they win the day and Daryl gets a parade. Other guy gets a cool t-shirt. Yes. And then we get to watch uh, Damon Wayans not on screen for the second time. (laughs) (laughs) Damon Wayans as Daryl is going to meet Kimberly for the first time out of costume. And he's not sure how it's going to go because... She loves Blank Man. She doesn't love Daryl. And it's, you know, it's going to, whoever knows. And uh, she tricks him by saying that somebody's snatching a purse and he like starts to jet off. And he's like, oh, how'd you know? And she says, there's only one way to be sure. And it's if I bring you to completion on the steps of City Hall. And I hold you upright this time. I don't want you collapse. Fucking yeah. Challenging part of this movie. <laughs> it's rough. Nightmare inducing. It's no worse than what uh, what Fester did to Thing. <laughs> Better, actually, I would say, but worse that we had to see it. I didn't have to watch that. Yeah, consensual. True, it was implied. Yes, but that's it. Fucking roll credits. Play the Blank Man song, baby. All right, now I'm interested. This I'm gonna have to take control. It's gotta, gotta take control. Yeah, gotta, gotta take control. It's up to us. That's the best one. Is that is that Ghostbusters 2 or 1? That's one of them. I think that's Ghostbusters 2. We gotta make it more like 
I looked up Blank Man song lyrics, and the fifth one down is How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria? Google done screwed up. That's not in the Blank Man soundtrack at all. Blank Man, here he here he comes. Okay. Well, there you go. That's actually pretty fitting. So, uh, unfortunately, we cannot have a, a, a comic convergence for this episode because there was no comic made for this, but it was so heavily Batman-inspired that uh, we couldn't not add this one on the list. This is an iconic piece of superhero comic book uh, moviedom. We could not. I'm still shocked. It was a blind spot for you. I knew about it, but I had never seen this one specifically. But I did watch a lot of what this is kind of more or less based on is the 1966 Batmans. I watched a lot of those as a kid. Um, Nick at Night was was a thing um, in my youth. Uh, and when it was just the late night version of Nickelodeon, uh, for a lot of people, if they don't remember that, where they'd show old Stuff for the old timers, and every now and again they'd show a Batman on there. So I would I would watch a lot of those. I was more of a Mary Tyler Moore kid. <laughs> Any Nick at Night, really. MTM is is a banger. It's the best for sure. And she throws that hat. I was more of a Rhoda fan. Come on, it's not a bad spinoff. Not a good spinoff. Rhoda, oh. but not a bad spinoff. <laughs> Rhoda Morgenstern. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the odd couple, honestly, if I'm being honest. All right. Well, moving on from that, um, this one never got a comic adaptation. There's no made after, no sequels either. Maybe we'll see a revival. Damon Waynes, let us know. If you want to send me your fan art of Blank Man. Yeah, hit us up with that. I've got a couple ideas, Damon, if you want to hit me up. Well, it's a shame that John Polito's dead. And it's also, it's like we're now eight years past, but whenever he zips John Polito into the paddy wagon, <laughs> he says, I'll see you in 20 years, Manelli. Man, if only. Oh, we could have seen him released. That would have been great. Just an old man. Just grumpy old men three. Just <laughs> <laughs> extremely old guy. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing anything. He's not hurting anybody. <laughs> he's reformed, but Blank Man's still whooping his ass. This is a very unpopular movie, yes? It was quite unpopular, uh, especially with the critics on the tomato meter. We're only coming in at a measly 13%. Well, surely the audience liked it. Uh, they liked it more than the tomatoes did, but not much. It's only a 41%. That's a shame. I grew up with this movie. The box office uh, was not much better. The estimated budget's coming in at 30 mil. The opening weekend, 3.7. Yikes. Gross worldwide, 8 million. So not not great. This might have been a movie of your childhood because of the fact that it was probably pretty cheap to get licensed for reruns. Most definitely. I can't imagine my mom going out and buying this for us. We would have taped it off TV and watched the hell out of it. When that was the rage. It was one of the first DVDs I did buy <laughs> whenever I was of a of an age to buy media. And I remember that was the rage. And I remember moving into my house some 11 years ago. And uh, I had the DVD out. It was one of the first things I moved over to my house. And Miranda had her bachelorette party or something there. And then I showed up the next day or whatever. And it was cracked under the TV and I was oh, like oh no it was it was such an injustice she said she has no idea how it happened I don't mm -hmm. know 
likely story. I don't know, but it's it's on my Plex now, and it, it follows me in my pocket everywhere I go. Well, that's good that you know you've always got Blank Man ready to go, locked up. I do, on tap. All right, well, I think it's about time we move in into our penultimate segment where we talk about who the people that we liked are and who the people that we didn't like or who are the people who were supposed to be the people that we didn't like that we did like doing the thing that we weren't supposed to like them doing and the people who uh, maybe we were supposed to like the has to have covered that we it all. didn't feel strongly about. <laughs> I feel like this is too punchy of a line. Like you tried too hard. I think we need to stretch this name out a little more. Do you have anything less succinct? It's who's your hero, who's your villain. You know, I like that title too. I'm gonna say my hero is Kevin. Unpopular opinion, maybe, because he's kind of a jag to his brother. But consider that he has been busting his hump to make money for his household. His Grandma probably doesn't doesn't seem to be working. She's able to work this campaign from day to night. So he's the only one bringing any cash in, keeping the apartment rolling, and, and Daryl's off doing invention stuff and breaking stuff. And I could see how that might wear on you after a certain amount of time. I think all around he's a good guy. I think he, he came in in the clutch. He's got all the karate tricks. He saves Daryl several times. Several times, and Daryl has absolutely no feeling of care for him because, as said, he gets shot. He didn't have the forethought to bulletproof his gear in his tub goop, and uh, I think that was pretty rude. Or, like Reed thinks, he had the forethought to not bulletproof yeah. his gear. Yeah, maybe he's trying to get his brother murdered. I mean, if he's trying to do or like create an origin story for him, if he's so obsessed with Batman, you know, how better than to lose your whole family? <laughs> He lost. That's true. Uh, he lost grandma, but Kevin was on my list of heroes as well. My heroes, uh, it's Kimberly Johns. She she is uh, into Blank Man and into Daryl, and she makes him <laughs> nut with one kiss. And she's like, you know what? That's fine. This is why she's your hero. <laughs> That's fine. No, she's like she she didn't like make fun of him. She just like she's like this is fine. This is, I guess I could live with this. Oh, I thought you were saying like anyone no. <laughs> that has that effect on somebody, they're they're tops to me. No, I'm sa- I'm saying like it happened and she didn't like just go like, oh, never mind. Like she did to a guy talking to his belt. It happened th- thrice. Not not the second time. He thought about electronics. He was able to stave it off. We, we were able <laughs> to watch him stave off fucking orgasm. What is this movie? She could have been a jerk about it. She decided not to be. She's my hero of this movie. I think my hero is going to be Grandma. She did tell that mobster that he did have a small peen. And um, <laughs> she also tracked down Carmen Sandiego. I mean, there's something to be said there. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't have legs, but she's got balls. All right. Well, since since uh, our tradition has been set in stone, I went last. So I'll go first. My villain is Kimberly. Aww. Because she's kind of a psycho. She doesn't really care. She's kind of a psycho. She just, At first, she's just trying to get a story and then falls for this man. Also, she's into blank man? Yeah, that's it's weird. bad. I'm not saying that's it's not bad. weird. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. My villain, and this is going to be odd, is is uh, it's Manelli. I, I don't think it's really nice to pour hot coffee on a paraplegic's hmm. 
crotch, even if he can't feel it. It just seems like a mean thing to do. Despite his style, he is my bad guy. My villain, and not because I didn't like him, but because I really did like him. I wanted to do Daryl. There's mm-hmm. there's many things he does that's that's absolutely whack. He's truly villainous in a lot of senses. Right, but against type, I'm going to go with Mr. Stone. Just because what a performance by George Costanza. I mean, he put himself into this role and this like has to be considered B movie, maybe C movie. And he's just really giving it his all. Legitimately funny. The character is great, but he is a bad guy because he sold out blank man Kimberly Johns at his first chance just so that he could get a good interview with Manelli. Yeah, whatever it took. Yeah, I think those are all great choices. There was not a big cast here, but everyone's playing their roles. Very well. Okay. Honorable mention for villain is Harris because what an idiot. Yeah, what a bumbling buffoon. What a terrible mayor he would have been. He was sticking to his gun so hard that it gets Daryl's grandma killed. And then like immediately after hires a bunch of people that are were known associates with Minnelli. And then after a while has another change of conscience and says that he wants trouble with Minnelli inevitably getting himself killed and all of the money blown up that could have gone to the cops. No, that was odd. No, yeah, they lose all that money. The cops never get paid. They never really iron that part out. Crime still needs to be stopped by a guy in his underwear. The citizens of Blank Man City, I'm guessing Chicago, have mixed opinions on Blank Man himself. Where do you guys come down after this latest watch through? Would you suggest folks check Blank Man out if they haven't already? That's, first off, insane. I think they should do a double feature, start with Meteor Man, go into Blank Man, one after the other. That is a great day. I can't believe there are people that haven't. (laughs) Having never seen this movie before today, actually, I will say that it, it is quite well made. I think there's some good gags to be seen there. It's it's well made movie. It I mean all of the elements of a superhero movie are present. And if you like Damon Wayans or David Allen Greer at all, absolutely you should check this movie out. Just like most movies, yeah. It's an unfortunate product of its time since the times are are they are always a changing. So, you know, what was funny and on the cutting edge of comedy then isn't still real funny, but there's enough in this movie to salvage and still show heart. Yeah, I think the core of this movie is it's got a good heart. It's got some foibles, but I think overall, not not too shabby for a movie from 1994. All right, well, let us know what you thought about Blank Man. Would you like to be rescued by his yellow gloved hands? I was really waiting for him to be trans, like to get the final suit upgrade to have like a real suit, but but he never did. <sighs> he never even fixed his own glasses. Terrible. I can just imagine Kimberly's going to put her eye out on those fucking forks. Um, let us know what you thought about Blank Man, and do check us out for the next episode. We're going to be talking some comics, so check that out. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Sub, 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 sub. 
Have you heard of it? Subscribe. It's a good idea. Very special thanks to our, let's call them at this point, we can just, for shorthand, very special thanks to our patrons, Megan and Steve. Um, you can sign up uh, to do that very same thing over at nerdoplexy.com. Head on over to there and you can subscribe uh, at a monthly level and we will do some, do some bits for you. Whatever you like within reason that we can make in an audio format. We'll, we'll look into it at least. While you're there, uh, you can check out all of our different episodes. Scroll back through the catalog. You can also leave us a message over at NerdoplexyPod or at Nerdoplexy at gmail.com. You'll be uh, talking with our social media manager. Hit me up at the face of Dave. I do... Um... I want to see your weird fan art for Blank Man. I want to see your comic drawing. Send me any comics you drew. I think that would be dope as fuck. Send that to me. What about some villains? Let's, let's build out his rogues gallery. Huh? What kind of villains is Blank Man tangling with? That's what I'm interested in. I'm here for it. Uh, and you can sh- share that with me at PGH underscore read. You can send... Your weird slash fixed Sam at PGH underscore SVH. And I'll act them out, but I won't be recording them. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Just know that he'll mm-hmm. do it. And tune in next time for our mini episode where we'll be talking comics and whatever else you want us. Just uh, send us a message and we'll talk about that. If you've got any questions, is there any pressing comic questions you need answered? We've got those answers for you. But until we meet again. Oh, wait. We should probably. Should we say what the movie film is? The next oh, one. Yeah. This one might be a little bit hard to track down. This is a unofficial Dylan Dog movie. It's Cemetery Man. So do check us out on that next movie. Or if you're Italian, Della Morte, Della More. Molto bene. It's much sexier that way. But until we meet again, I'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder. I don't know if this is anything, but it is my favorite IMDb Blank Man trivia. Okay. It says, if you look closely, the left temple part of Daryl's glasses (laughs) has a fork replacing the regular cellulose acetate material. (laughs) And zero of three found this interesting. (laughs) Zero of three! (laughs) Well, they're they're right. Because this is so, so obvious. You don't have to look closely at all. It's like it features prominently in the whole movie.